0: Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey, guys, welcome to Healing Journeys Today. We're Bush and Julian Harper. this is our show called Heartbeat, where we talk about marriage and uh, relationship issues with Jesus Jesus at the center. But um, first, I must
1: share my shirt.
0: What's it say? It says, death could not hold him down. Look at that. Now watch. And the back says, well, you got to turn all the way around. It's let us worship. It says, no grave could keep him bound. I can't see the whole thing but it says all sin and sickness bow to the name of Jesus. Do you guys believe yes. that? Do you guys believe that? Do you guys believe that all sickness and sin bows to the name of Jesus? Because if you don't, yeah. you should, because the word says that um, This every name shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. And so I tend to believe that. Yeah. So today we're talking about uh, we probably should talk about what our topic is. Don't you think? Yeah, you we're talking about the, the top uh, the things. top three things you need to make a great marriage. Now, what we're about to say about the top three things these are our top. Three yeah, this things. is
1: just Butch and Julianne. These
0: are just the the top three things as we see it. Yeah, In this fact, isn't everybody. You might have an entirely different three things. You might have a hundred and three things. That's awesome. If your marriage is great and you've made it work. With those things, that's wonderful. But the top three things, we're not going to avail all three of them right away. No, we but, give them to you one at a time.
1: What I'd like to add is is that maybe you do have a top three, but maybe you want to change them. Like you don't have to mm. be stuck. Like that's it. Okay, we have our top three things that makes our marriage great. Mm-hmm. but. Spending time together to come up with like, hey, do you want to adjust some things? Do you want to change some things? Because as we grow in our marriage, when, you know, it's like, like Lisa Johnson, she's got a young, a young daughter, but that daughter is going to be a teenager someday. And so it goes like
0: lightning. The top three
1: things might change a little bit now, as far as, because, because of the stuff we have on the list, but the three things on our list does go no don't say, don't I'm say them, not don't saying say them yet, yeah don't say them but they that. they apply even when our kids were little as opposed to now but again right. it's just as you grow let your list grow with you i guess that's really what i'm
0: trying exactly. to exactly so uh, what i'm, I'm just, i guess it's a pretty a pretty big disclaimer uh, <laughs> i just want to make sure that just because we're saying these are the top three things doesn't mean you got to yeah. follow these however if you follow these three i guarantee you your marriage is going to get better and better and better. And, um, but all of these three things come with a choice that you have to make. Every single one of them is a choice that you make. It's never made for you. No. In fact, if it is made for you, you're going to resent it and reject it. So you have to listen to what these things are. Yeah. And then uh, you can make your own decisions. So the first one is, is, is obvious yeah, trouble is Jesus. Jesus. If you Woo! put Jesus into your marriage, your entire marriage is going to change for the better because the Bible says that he comes to bring you life and bring it more abundantly. He also comes uh, and he takes the burden off of you. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. If you're in a marriage with a lot of burden, you are not probably listening to Jesus as much as you should.
1: Or you're not giving him the
0: problems. Not giving him the problems. And listen, he even says, Um, He says, come to me, those of you that are weary and heavy laden, meaning you've got a lot on your shoulders and I'll give you rest. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your care onto him for he cares for you. Why would the Bible... Keep telling us to cast our care onto Jesus if it really wasn't supposed to happen that way. Let's say you don't believe in the Bible. Let's just say, oh, that was just written by a bunch of people. It's just a fairy tale. Well, it's a pretty good fairy tale then because the fairy tale says to keep casting your care onto the Lord, not to well, take it on yourself. who wouldn't want to carry
1: that? I mean, who wouldn't want to, like, believe exactly. in that? Because exactly. he's saying that, he says, like, don't take this burden on yourself and drive yourself crazy mm. to where you, you know, are having heart palpitations, or you're having a lot of physical issues because you've taken on so much of the stress and anxiety and then fear comes in. There's all kinds of stuff that we can prevent ourselves from getting sick. You know, this is healing journeys today. We're healing marriages, but we're also, this is about healing people physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, physically. And so there are things maybe that you could do in your own life that would, you know, um, that would help you yeah, we know, not not get so stressed out to where your body now is being affected by it and organs aren't working right or whatever, because that's that's something that happened to me that I was fine. And then I got really sad and depressed and, um, you know, had just a, a horrible situation happened. And mm-hmm. so my body reacted because of the fear and anxiety that was on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. And then depression came. And then it was just like this downward spiral. The about then that, my body started reacting to all of that.
0: And the thing about that is, too, we knew the Lord back then, too. She knew Jesus. So did I. Um, but we, not just you, but we were not giving him the cares like we should have. Yeah. For example, when this mold uh, uh, guy came to our house, the guy who inspects the house for mold, came to the house, said, oh, my gosh, you have mold in your house. Instead of going, well, in the name of Jesus, we can overcome anything. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, Isaiah 54, 17. And I have the power to trample on serpents and scorpions over and all the power of the enemy. That's Luke 10, 19. Instead of saying that and believing that, we went, oh, my gosh, the mold guy is now the authority. We must listen to the mold guy. And we
1: must move out of our
0: house. We have to move out of our house for 10 weeks. And then we spent over $200,000 destroying our house, ripping it apart well, that the 300 was added on was to some added, other stuff, yeah. but uh, we ended up spending so much money on our house, ripping it apart and found no mold, maybe little tiny bits of mold that would be naturally occurring. But We spent all that money and got into all that fear because we didn't know we we knew the word, but we didn't believe the word like we should have. So when you believe Jesus, your marriage is going to become a lot better. And that might mean when you believe in Jesus, when you when you listen to Jesus, that might mean you don't do things your husband wants to do or do things your wife wants to do. There might be a talk you guys have to have or or an explanation has to be given as to why things are changing in your thought process or in your behavior patterns. Like you don't want to go to happy hour anymore or you don't want to go and do these things or hang out with those people. You need to start explaining that. uh, And that's where the Lord is going to be, you know, something just dinged. Uh, That must be your your new computer. Um, But we need to understand that Jesus is going to change your heart. It's going to change your speech it's going to change your thoughts so that's the first thing that yeah. we think should be in a perfect marriage but i also want, I want jesus to,
1: i want to add this too because like for instance if i took this is butch's phone right and i took this and this phone With the
0: danny phantom logo on the back right
1: there we go mm-hmm. um which you know if anyway. you took my phone so if i took his phone and let's say in this phone is every worry is every care, Mm. is every problem right now. Which is pretty much true, actually. (laughs) That is true. Pretty 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 much true. But think about it. So every problem in the world, in my world right now, I'm holding on to. I am Mm. holding it. And so this is so simple, but I just kind of want to put this out there. But I could say like, okay, everything, every issue, every problem, every anxiety, every ounce of fear, every tormenting thought is in this phone. And I and and all we're saying is God says, here, put your hand out. He says, just give it to me, right? That's keep your hand there. That's all he's saying is to give it to him. And so what other religion or other uh, whatever, belief, you, system. belief system out there says to take all of that anxiety, all that fear, all that worry, all that stress, all the lack of money, all the lack of relationships, all the whatever it is, and give it to me because I care for you. What other belief system says for you to give it to them and then you do this? I don't have, I, I'm not carrying any of that because let me say this. It is not possible for you to carry on a, a professional lifestyle and a joyful, uh, prosperous lifestyle when you're holding on to everything that is wrong and bad yeah. right here in your heart. So That's why you know we have to remind ourselves wait okay hold on god said that I'm not he's supposed to hold on to this lord okay so this might be your question to him how do i give you this right how but these are questions you have to go to him and say how do i give you this mm-hmm. i don't even know how to give it to you i don't even know how to like put your hand out it's like i don't it's like i'm trying to let it go but i just cannot let it go from my fingers. It's so hard because For me, because quick, I don't know what it would be like if I don't
0: have these problems. An example of the way I do things is like, um, and I've learned how to do this. This was not an overnight thing. I feel myself starting to get anxiety or stressed about something or panicky. I just go, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this. Lord, you said to give it to you. I'm giving it to you. And I will make myself think of something else whether it's something, it could be an apple, it could be the sunrise, it could be a TV show I thought of or or saw, it could be something else other than the situation I'm currently immersed in. And I will force myself to think about that. And that way, it's like, look, Lord, this is your issue. You told me to give it to you. So I'm giving it to you. And I will start to feel my stress level start to go down. I'll start to like go, you know what? I'm in my happy place now and this doesn't mean I'm not responsible, not taking care of my things I got to do or pay attention to my wife here and all that stuff, which I definitely have to pay more attention to. What's your name again? I forget. It begins with a J, but um, I, I need to learn how to Give those things to the Lord because they're not for me. I wasn't designed to take them on and neither are you. So the top three things um, in to make a great marriage. Number one is Jesus. Now that, again, like I said, these are our three things, but I think they're going to help you. Well, and Wait, I'm let gonna, me keep going. I'm well, on no, a roll. Oh, oh, right,
1: go, ahead, go ahead. You say Jesus. Yes. What does exactly. that mean in a relationship?
0: Including Jesus in. In, uh, in, in everything. So yes. you
1: mean like, as we said before, it's like I'm talking. But I'm talking to Jesus here, and it's going to you. Really? Is that what really happens? That does Every not, time you talk to me. No, not at all. But I'm. <laughs> but I'm. But that's what I'm saying. What does that mean?
0: I don't think every time she talks to me. No, not at all. I don't think. Because I
1: would never say those things to Jesus. You need but, to you know.
0: realize that when you are speaking to your spouse, you are speaking to the Lord first. Because if the Lord is in your life and in your marriage, he's right there. Because the Bible says he never leaves you nor forsakes you. And that goes for both of us. And if yes. Jesus is inside us, if the Lord is in us, If he's adopted us and we are him, if we're made in his image, he's in us and he died for us. When he died for us, we were then, then, you know, accepted into his family. You cannot adopt somebody accidentally, okay? We weren't, you know, people have children all the time and don't mean to, but adopting a child when the Lord adopted us into his family, he really it was it was was intentional it was a huge effort a gigantic price he paid for you remember the value that you have which is why you should include him in your marriage and all the things that you do
1: yeah okay so go to number two because i know you can't wait
0: number two number two is good. drum roll communication that's right communication is the next thing you should have in um in your, in your marriage. And again, that's another thing you have to choose to do. Yes, we do, but not on a bunch of things because we, we communicate. It's funny. You and I have no problem. This is just us now. We have no problem talking to each other about anything. Really. I don't think I don't hide anything from you. I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, um, I don't
1: hide. Oh God, no! I would never hide anything from you. But I think the talking to you know on my end. is I am this. kind
0: of terrified of you in a lot of things.
1: No, and then I. I am, do. I am.
0: I take that back. I am a little bit nervous on occasion. No,
1: because I know when the time is to talk to you about something. Okay. So that's where we've talked about this before on on heartbeat.
0: But you got to know your timing. No, absolutely. But but still, what I'm talking about, I guess what I'm talking about, yeah, timing is good. I'm talking about communication in the first place. If you're a a couple and you don't talk and then your spouse expects you to be a mind reader, that is not fair. No, that's That's not fair. How come they don't know what I'm thinking? Why can't they read my mind? I can't believe they don't understand that I'm upset right now. There have been days where I've been the happiest in the world and I look over at her and she's absolutely miserable or vice versa. And I'm wondering what the heck just happened. Then you start going like this. If you're me, what did I do? Oh, my gosh. I must have done something wrong again. What did I do wrong? (laughs) What did I do?
1: That might be your, you know, default of thinking that you did something. But, okay, so I would say this. But ask Julianne if
0: something is wrong. That's right. I've learned how to do that.
1: Don't just assume. I've screwed something up. There are some times
0: where I'll ask you what is wrong. And then you get mad at me for asking
1: no, I don't get mad. I said sometimes. I okay. said all the time. If I ever got mad at you for asking, you guys help be, me out here. It would be, be because help me out. you're like, hello, do you not see
0: what's going on? This guy says, Preach, Butch. I'm afraid of my wife as well. <laughs> yes, Randall. Randall, by the way, Randall's not the only guy out there that would type that comment. Right, gentlemen? All right. So uh, whoever whoever, t- whoever else wants to type that comment, let me know you're saving me. Me and Randall, though, we are uh, communicating. So, hey, um, so communication is key. And if you're not communicating as well as you should, I encourage you to just do me a favor. Tell your wife how beautiful she is. Wives, tell your husband how much you respect them. Tell them how handsome Can they I are. tell? I was
1: going to say, is it just respect? And I tell them they're
0: hot. You can't when, when is the last time you told me I was hot?
1: Um well what was the last time you told me I was hot? You'll say
0: yesterday. You no, know, you'll say,
1: Oh, that looks nice. I
0: I I tell you, I tell you your hair is beautiful all the time.
1: Okay, but that's not me. That's not going Julianne, you look hot. Last
0: week you had a gray dress on, you looked really hot. Remember that gray dress you had I wore on?
1: that two weeks ago on a Sunday.
0: It was a Sunday mm-hmm. to church. Look, I said last a week. girl knows. I said last week.
1: I said last Sunday. So okay, there was fine. Not, not a week ago Sunday. Right. The, the one before. So that.
0: You got, well, here, here's what I'm talking about. Randall, Randall, <laughs> help me out. Randall, buddy. Randall, help me. Um, anyway, um, someone says I'm not married, but I'm in a serious relationship and communications. Oh, this is it right here. She says um, I'm not married, but I'm in a serious relationship and communication is a major issue for me and it should be a major issue for everybody. And there's times when people just don't feel like communicating and I get it. But without communication, you're going to lose um, um, connection to each other. You know, God gave us a voice for a reason to talk to each other. Yeah. And God uh, gave us uh, other forms of communication. And we need to really employ those if we're going to have a great marriage. Okay? Well,
1: yes. Yeah, so you your communication. OK, like look up the word communication, because it's not just you two talking at each other. Okay. Communication. I'm hoping that the definition is what I'm thinking. I'm going to dictionary.com. I want that's the that's the main source, dictionary.com. They know everything.
0: They know everything. So what does it say? Communicate what communicate. Communicate. To impart knowledge of, to make known, to give to another, impart or transmit, to administer. To give or interchange thoughts, feelings, okay. information. There you go. By like by writing or speaking.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah,
0: there you go. So what
1: I what I mean by that is it's not just talking, like having communication. No, it's talking about things that maybe aren't that real comfortable to talk about. Mm. And so those are the things like, okay, why are you having a bad day, Julianne? Was I part of that? You know, what can I do better to help you? You know what I love is that um we have a new assistant named Rachel Bauman who's amazing and yes. she's going to be a guest teacher on Healing Journeys today soon. I think she's April. But we were talking yesterday because she's that'll be
0: very interesting.
1: Yeah. Yes. It'll be so good. Um, because she's twenty she just turned twenty two and she knows so she turned
0: much. this our assistant turned twenty-two on February twenty second. Of 2022 that was yesterday so, so two, 2022, 2022 2022 and by the way it was also a tuesday no one figured that one yeah, out you got, no one the, said that it was the most two two day tuesday day of all time
1: well anyway so that was amazing and um so my daughter Carly said, "Mom, you should get this book," and I don't have it right now in front of me. So I don't remember the name of the it, but it's basic. I know. It, yeah. Well, my phone died, so it's in the other room. But the book is um, is about a partnership that that a uh, that an assistant should be you. The assistant and the boss should be in a partnership. Mm. Uh, not an assistant, but a partnership. And how do I partner with you to make your job? Okay, so how does Rachel partner with me to make my position better, easier, more manageable? So I say to you, it's like, we have a partnership. We have a marriage. How do I make the things that we know that God's called us to do, the things that we love to do, the things that we really are strong about doing together, how do I make that? So that we can do that easier without a lot of, you know, um, I don't know, pressure or arguments or pushback or any of that stuff. So how do we work together as partners, but also as husband and wife to make these things happen in our life? A good that's a really good question, but that's not going to happen by just throwing information at them. The communication is you talk, they answer, they talk you answer but you've got to build your boundaries and say okay I'm going to ask you a question and then you're going to stop and you're going to answer it and then I want you to comment not comment without without a response but I want you to ask me a question about what I just about what I said to you what made you answer you know I don't want to sound so confusing here
0: I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I know. I'm just fine, letting you go. I'm not saying so what I'm word. saying
1: is that if I ask Butch a very See how compelling I question,
0: am you didn't say a word. Right? Go ahead.
1: And then Butch answers it, right, which is great. Then I would like. So again, this would be the how the process is. So then I would like to be able to comment on his answer, and then he can comment on my answer, but not make a flippant comment, but a comment that can help us get to the desired. Uh, you know, um, uh, goal that we're both looking for. And that's communication that's working together in a partnership of not just going, do it that way. Don't ask any questions.
0: Can I talk? Yes. All right. Good. See, but no. Tyler said
1: he's afraid to talk to his girlfriend too.
0: Yes. I don't blame him. All right. So here's the third one. Ready? Again, this is our, just. Oh, we're uh, done
1: with communication. Okay.
0: We're de- well, for now, yes, you know, is. but uh, so first it was Jesus, right? Then it was communication and you can fill in the blanks there wherever you want. You could change them around.
1: Well, this third one is many things, but this is one we came up with that was
0: yeah. Third one, this one this one we came up with that we we think is pretty cool. Drum roll, you give me a drum roll again. It is denial of self, denying yourself. And um, if you can deny yourself, you will then be able to okay. hear what the other person has to say. So you put yourself in. we in the shoes. middle of an argument. Why is it? Let me ask you a question. Why do you always say we have to go into the middle of an argument? No, because this is a this is a really good
1: way to describe how you do that. We're an argument. Mm -hmm. How do you deny yourself?
0: Oh, you first of all, as much as you are right, men, you're always right. Correct. Um, So if you're in the middle, that was a joke. Because I could never. Well, oh, no, I'm
1: saying I don't want me to go like, oh, butch thinks all men are No,
0: right. trust me. I uh, I am so, uh, no. Uh, uh, what you do in an argument is instead of trying to win the argument, what is it going to get you when you win the argument? Now, there might be some arguments. Yes. Like, you know, I said the keys were over there. No, they're not. Yes, they are. And they're there. Let's say the keys were there. Okay, great. You were correct. The keys were there. That's one argument. But some other arguments about getting your point of view across and- If you think you're trying, if you think you're going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting and finally get your point across, and you're going to win that argument. What is the point?
1: Do you think that that's the main cause of our...
0: I was going to get to another point, though. You need to look at the argument from the other person's point of view and you need to step out of the way and say, "Okay, how is this affecting that person? And is this really worth going down this road right now? Because the Bible says if you want to follow me. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me, the Lord says. And OK, so, so
1: what do you do when the person really is wrong? Like I really had, is what? like that. Like, OK, let's say like this. you're wrong. No, like my spouse, you know, drinks too much or something. Mm-hmm. And we're in that conversation and it's starting to get heated. Do you want me just to stop? Because there's still a problem. The person is still, you know, an alcoholic and it's mm-hmm. not acceptable. So what do we do?
0: Well, um, in that situation, depending on the argument, what I would say is if it's getting if it's getting heated or violent, I would do my best to step out and see what the other per- and look at it from the other person's point of view. And then, of course, if things get physical or something like that, that's a whole different that's, situation. Yeah, we're not talking about that. But the last thing you want to do in any argument is is throw fire. Uh, or, excuse me, throw fuel onto the fire and have it escalate even more. It's worth backing out and losing that battle right there in order to de escalate the situation. Yeah. And then talk about it another time than to be so heated and heated and heated and get to start throwing things. See, I grew up in a situation where people threw things and yelled 24 seven. Mm-hmm. It was 24 seven. And I really had to, it took me, I'm 57 years old and I'm still not completely out of that mindset. I mean, I pretty much am. I don't really do that kind of thing, but I would get angry very, very often, a lot. I'd flap the handle for no reason and um, still deal with that on, a, on occasion, but not nearly. But as I think, I, as but much as I you know
1: to. what, yours is one of those things where you think that like, for instance, let's say something doesn't work right.
0: right. And you're like, but
1: I should have known that. So your anger is not direct, not like Julianne, this, whatever your anger is automatically like, I should have known that, like I should be able to fix that. And right. I think that you get frustrated when you don't know how to do. Something. I get
0: frustrated with myself because I look down on myself sometimes. because I think I, again, like that, I should be farther along in this process. I should have known that as a, as an adult male, I should have, or at this I, age, I, do, sh- I should have known that. I don't you know, know how to
1: fix a pipe, you know.
0: Or how to or how to hit a line drive with a nine iron off, yeah. off of a well no, shot. I'm just
1: saying those are little things. Now, I will tell you, Butch and I do not have major issues of, you know, alcoholism, drug abuse, and any of that stuff. No, no physical abuse, no verbal abuse, none of that stuff. Now. I had that before in relationships. If you watch the journey on Julianne Hartman, you will hear that I, you know, that was something that I dealt with. So did I try to, was I looking for that in my relationship with him? Of course, because I was used to it. But I had to learn to not try to provoke a fight or an argument that would escalate into that. Was I perfect all the time? No, Mm -hmm. we had a lot of, a lot of um, arguments that I just kept pushing because I wanted to get a reaction out of him, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I don't remember now because it was so long ago, but that's not, you know, that's not how you have a relationship. So that's where the deny yourself, right. And, and take up your cross. I mean, what does that mean when you say that? What does that mean? Take up your cross.
0: That means take up the things that, um, like uh, Jesus put everything, all of his, everything that was put on Jesus was put on the cross. Right. Need, all the things that are on you have to go on your cross, meaning all those things that shouldn't be on you need to go onto that cross. All the pain, all the suffering, all the self-condemnation, all the hate, all the rage, the stony heart, all these things that goes on your cross. You take that stuff and you follow Jesus. You know, you sit, and you watch him. You watch how he uh, dealt with it, how he got rid of it all, how he took it onto himself. You're actually supposed to give your cross That's to what Jesus. Gonna say. it's really it says your- pick up your cross and follow me. He basically wants you to crucify those things and end them and finish them and not carry them anymore. Because here's what he needs you to do. He needs you to make heaven on earth right here today as you walk around on earth. Instead of dealing with all the stuff in your life and all the nonsense that the, the world's trying to put on you, you need to make heaven on earth here through his teaching. And that's why he's trying to clear your mind and clear your heart of all that stuff so you can go forward in the most powerful way. Possible. We serve a good God, a God who wants to give you all the blessing of the Lord. He doesn't want to punish you. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to bless you and lift you up and elevate you. And there he is right there. He's calling me right now. He's elevating me, but he's elevating you as well. He wants you to have the best life possible. And those are our three marriage. They're right here on this post-it. Again, Jesus number one. Communication number two. And number three is denial of self. And we can go into even more. Next time, but we got to yeah. go.
1: But I just wanted to add really quick
0: is that, um, yes, he took everything.
1: Imagine this. Jesus is not on the outside of you. No. But Jesus is not living on the outside of you. Jesus is on the inside of you. And so the Jesus that you have on the inside of you is the one that already gave all the anxiety and fear and bad stuff and name calling and all that stuff that was already and the sickness, and the disease, and the addictions, and the, the terrible mindsets, and the sadness, and and the, you know, just like I said, the, the depression, and all that stuff, he put that on, that was put on his body, and his body was hung on a cross, it died at the cross, because why, because Jesus resurrected, so, but Jesus did not resurrect with all the sickness and disease still on him. That's right. Right. So you take all of your stuff and you ask him, say, Lauren, how do I give you all of this? You're not I'm not going to hand it to you outside of me. I've got this is something I've got to give you on the inside of me. How do you how do I give you the stuff that's in my brain that won't stop tormenting me daily? How do I give that to you? Ask him because that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to ask him so he can show you how to do it so that you can be free. I mean, that is the bottom line. He wants you to be free because he's free. You understand that? He wants you free because he's free. So we're going to leave you with that tonight. I, I just want to say we got
0: to go. You do a whole other sermon. We're, we're going to She does a whole other. Yes.
1: He can only uh, take what you allow to give him you know, it's like let me just say this last thing.
0: Oh, this sermon number. Oh, I this is
1: the extra sermon, guys. Here we go. But listen though, I said something to Bush the other day, and I believe, and I do this for myself. Um, don't think about that anymore. <laughs> like if you are, let's say, there's a an issue that just keeps like oh, messing with you, and you're like, you know what? Take it out. Like mm-hmm. take it out of your brain. Stop thinking about it. I'm not, and now, this is subjective, of course, to all whatever is going on in your life. But you're only going to think about what you think about, right? You're only going to think about what you allow yourself to think about. And I got news for you because uh, Philippians 4. This is sermon
0: number three. You, you go ahead.
1: It's fine. What well, now, doing? after it says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made to God and the peace of God surpasses all understanding, right? But after that, it says what to think about. And when you think on those things, what is good, what is pure, what is just, what is of good report, all that, that's not the problem anymore. Now you're thinking about how Jesus is the answer to all your problems. So anyway, that's it. We love you all. Love you guys. Bye-bye. On heartbeat. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.